Are you ready for this? Oh man, I've been ready all day. Welcome to another episode of My Three Songs. This is DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets. And on this episode, we have the man, the myth, the legend, all the way from Los Angeles, Alan Miller. We had some fun, and, and I hope you do too. So light him up, folks. Here's another episode of My Three Songs. Well, <laughs> let's welcome to the show co-owner of the Portland Pickles, founder of Collide, Alan Miller. Hello. Thank you for having me today. Yeah. How are you? I'm very well. Thank Fantastic. you. Yeah. You want to move that mic just a little bit closer oh. to your... I know. Better? Better? Yeah. Good? I mean, you could have moved the mic Can't. to you. And well, then it's you a complicated stayed, stayed in the relaxed I didn't want position to, I didn't that you to, were. I didn't want to break the whole, uh, whole setup. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me what. Tell me what to do. There's. Yeah. There's. There's. There's a lot of. I was saying. There's a lot of pressure on this, and there's been. We've been very low on the amount of actual facts about how to prepare for this. Yeah. There's really. I mean. There's no. That's why I think it's because there's not really any preparing for it. It's just. I mean. It's simple. We. We. Uh, we smoke some weed, uh, which we have, and uh, and then we just listen to. Uh, three songs and whatever conversa- conversation comes out of it comes out of it. It can be about the music. I mean, some people start telling stories. Hmm. It can, or it just sometimes it just goes off into a completely and total, totally different direction. Mm-hmm. But talking is key. Talking is key. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Because then it would just be a radio show where people talk for a little bit and then you listen to music. Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Con- continue. No. no. <laughs> I, I was done. I was done. Um, yeah, so that was that pretty much I, that pretty much explains it, yep. right? And this week, and I think this is the first time we've done a uh, a guest picked theme, right? Yep. Yeah. It is. A guest. You brought th- that to the table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is what was it? It's a uh, it's. The, the theme? Yeah, the theme that you picked. Well, well, well we, we, so the theme we worked on together was <laughs> you started with pick three songs ever and then we'll talk about it. And, yeah, and easy, I, easy. Right, and I found that to, to, be, uh, uh, to be a little broad. Yeah. So you came back with how about three 390s tracks? Perfect. Easy peasy. And then I said, well, I bet we could even get more specific than that. Yeah. And then we came up with Best three bands on a build together in the 90s. Yeah. A tour, a three band tour or a festival where there were more than three bands would qualify to be here. Yeah. And that that was hard. It was. That was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It was. I, uh, Actually, looking back on it now, I, I probably misunderstood the whole pressure part. <laughs> could have just picked three songs at random. You could have. Um, I, yeah, I had a hard, I had a hard time with it, and uh, and I, I mean, I, I even, I had to, I had to go off a little, I had to go off course a little bit, but I did pick uh, a tour, but it was just a two-band tour, and then I picked the show that I saw them, and they had an opening band, so uh, boom, perfect, yeah. Do you like all three of the bands? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, then it's a. Great, I mean, that's a great choice, then. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you're first. What do you got? What do you got first? And and uh, yeah, give us a little backstory on this. I, I'm gonna go back. 
Oh man, see, I can't even decide on the on the, the tour I want to do. I'm gonna make a decision. I'm gonna go back, and we're gonna go back to 1992. All right. Uh, there was a big tour uh, on Fontana Records at the time. And it was three bands from the UK who had never been to the US before. Uh-huh. So they all came together to come over and play this small tour. Ooh. So it was very, very exciting. Um, so one of those bands uh, was the band Catherine Wheel, uh, mm-hmm. which was uh, a band that did play more than others, but was one of those bands that people had not seen before. Okay. Fresh I've never heard of the them. UK. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Well, I'm going to give you a song. I'm going to give you a song off their second record. Okay. Because I just thought at the time it was such it was such a brave move to go so hard for them into this first song off their second record, which was Kill Rhythm. This is the first song. This is the first song on the album. Perfect. No one knows what's coming back with. They had a great big hit on their first record, and then this is what people hear first. Yes. Wanna follow God? Show me. Wanna be unseen? Show me. Deep disguise. Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm waiting. I dig this. And what was what was their first album like? It, it was a little sh- more shoegazy. It was a little more. I mean, they they were, it was shoegazy. It was there was you know there was a hit song on it. There was radio. It was it was it just what it just it, it this sort of solidified this attitude moving forward for them that was a bit unexpected and I, I thought pretty cool. Yeah, this reminds me of uh, like Jawbox. Uh huh. Uh. Yeah, I like this a lot. <laughs> Where, uh, what, they're from England? Yeah, they, they eventually, Rob, the, uh, the lead singer, um, moved to L.A. So it's been oh, a lot of time in is. L.A. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they oh, came okay. together. They, they put, I think there's five, five to six records. Uh-huh. A lot of B-sides. A lot of, a lot of character. This is it's so funny. This is one of those bands that never broke never ever got big and they oh. will just for all kinds of different circumstances have amazing songs great records but they couldn't get over the hump a hump what was that hump i wonder i don't know Could be no, a lot of no one's ever gonna know <laughs> unless we call them nico okay here we go we're on this call. is the part of the show where we call the band that we're playing and ask him what happened. <laughs> Let's go right now. <laughs> they if probably only, don't have a number. <laughs> this is like 90. This, this record, I believe, this is nine, oops, it's 92. Let's check, let's check Spotify. 93. 93. So this came after, right after uh, the first record. So they had a song in there called I Want to Touch You. That was a big, big college alternative radio hit. I want to touch you. I want to touch you. It's <laughs> got a lot of back history. There's a lot. There's a lot of that whole thing. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of going on in that scene. 
And they when they toured, was it like in LA or? Yeah, they played. Uh, they played all over. Um, they did. They did a good like eight to ten city run. What was so interesting was I actually at the time they handed out this promotional CD because Fontana was the name of the record label, and they did three songs. Ow, just lost a headset. Oh no! Headset down. Headset down. Ah, uh, it's tough wearing hats and headsets. <laughs> oh, you got it down. Yeah, I've got it down to a science. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. Okay. <laughs> so that tour, this tour that I'm referencing today, did not come to Portland. Oh. Okay. And they made this CD that they handed out at the show with two album tracks and a B-side, nine tracks total, these three bands. Like, it's a super collectible item. Um, and it has all the dates on the back. And sh- sure enough, Seattle to San Francisco. Just skip right over right Portland. Over. Just yeah. surprising. F- you, Portland. Portland wasn't big enough for them. You don't get, and that's why, and that's why they never, that's why they never broke. Very possible because they didn't come to Portland. Very possible. Oh, sorry, we're getting too far into this record now. There you go. Awesome. I dug that. Yeah, that was great. Once again, what was the name? Catherine Wheel. Catherine Wheel, and it didn't even. She didn't even. I mean, she had a very gruff voice. Yeah, there's 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 no females in the band. Oh. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, darn. And like, deep. What did that connect you to, per se, in yourself? Like, would you, when were you listening to that? Was that? Did you go see them? Yeah, that was uh, that was college. That was that was the college scene at the time. It was it was this it was this incredible new wave. You know, the '80s came with the pop bands, and then into the early '90s, you started to get, you know, a, a whole new wave of what the English UK pop was and that that scene be, played out with you know Oasis and Blur and a big international who's the biggest band but there are so many bands that had the opportunities at the time because of that mm. that you know and if you lived through it it was an amazing time but they're they're hard you know you gotta you gotta go back a few ways to, to really figure out their who they are yeah cool per se um <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, so my my first song, uh, my tour, um, it... <laughs> oh, no. Um, my tour was the Unwound and uh, Tight Bros from Way Back When tour, 1998. They uh, did a West Coast tour together. And I got to see him in Sacramento with a, a band called... Uh, and uh, one of my favorite bands to this day, uh, Godzik Pink. So they open for them, and oh man, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> Godzik uh, Pink. Godzik Pink. Yeah, yeah. W- where is this band from? Um, Godzik Pink. Yeah. Oh jeez, uh, that's a great question. Uh, so uh, as I said, I had a little difficulty <laughs> with this, and I and because I didn't never I never went to big shows. I never like, uh, you know, I grew up in a, in Chico, California, and we had small town shows, and I was like going back through like all the shows that I like tours that came through, but it was always just like, you know, I went to see one band. The other two bands I, you know, didn't care about. There was never like a three band, but uh, this tour, these guys were uh, uh, Unwound was quite possibly one of my favorite bands of all time, and then uh, 
uh, Type Bros from way back when are amazing as well. And then the uh, God Godzik Pink, um, I heard basically for the first time today. So, uh, but I really like it, and I I think you guys are gonna like it too. I know Nico's gonna like They're it. They're from Los Angeles too. They're from L.A. Terrific. That's what I I just remembered. They're from L.A. Great. Yeah. You probably know these guys. Possible. Yeah. Might be my new favorite band. How many things are going on in this song? <laughs> no idea. Uh, are they all are they all listening to the same thing? You know, <laughs> it's freeform, man. It's freeform. It's like jazz, jazz. You know, jazz, jazz rock. This is. I mean, this sound was big in the in the nineties. Like uh, like thinking fellers. Uh, they they kind of had this big. I mean, big in certain circles. Like, How big's the circle? You know, me and my friends. Huh. <laughs> I was in a band like this when I was a teenager. It was my brother's band. It's called Ungutta. And uh, I played the uh, trumpet. Wow. And it was an all improv band. Had like six guys on stage. It's pretty fun. That's nice. why you may relate to these guys. Yeah. I mean, I think these guys are actually mean into the. I mean, they wrote this song, probably. <laughs> Can they do it twice? Yeah, I think, yeah. Wow. Ungetta could never do the same song twice. <sighs> could barely do it the first time. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, if they just tune their instruments, this would sound great. You know, <laughs> there was a there was a great band in the '90s called the Grassy Knoll that did a lot of really similar, not say, but more focused under like different beats, uh, but a lot of sort of put the experimental jazz on top of another genre. Oh yeah, and it was pretty very cool stuff. I think we actually missed these guys. Are these this the same song? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, just six more minutes to go. <laughs> they broke it down. You know they keep switching it up. Godzik Pink. Godzik Pink. Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. <laughs> 96. It's a gift that just keeps on giving. All right. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. God's sick pink. See, some people don't realize that less is more. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need a nine-minute track. Sometimes a nice, tight track is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, I Tight agree. Six minutes. I mean, but that was beautiful. I mean, that was. Some people don't think that squonkings 
music, but I happen to believe that squonking is music. It is. <laughs> it's an audience for everything. Exactly. It's big in the 90s. Big. It was huge. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's back to me. Yep. All righty. Who was the second person on this tour? Second <laughs> band on this tour? Okay. The other band. Now, are you going from no, openers I'm, I'm, to... No, I'm totally wildcarding it. Okay. <laughs> so I believe that Catherine will actually um, headline that show, but there was a lot of switching, switching off. Um, the other band on that tour was a band called The House of Love. Uh, who also had a few hit songs in that very interesting circle as well. Um, went on to do a lot of solo records. So I will throw on a track from there called Christine. Christine. Your house is my love? The House of Love. That's the name of the song. Just like that. They get right into it. <laughs> this is, this is way different than that other band. Way different. Such a sense of loss. And the baby cry. Oh man. What would a house of love actually look like? Oh, very handsome fellas. <laughs> Are they actually? Uh, of course. Are they good lookers? Very. You gotta be. Gotta be. You gotta be. You're, you're gonna be in a British pop band from the '90s. And for the record, still playing shows today. Are they really? Oh damn! They have, they have shows coming up. Are they coming to Portland? Uh, no. It looks like something called Visor Fest. Oh, that sounds terrible. A lot of and just people content. like walking around with bi- different colored visors on. Be weird. <laughs> 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 weird experience. James, yeah. Not a surf. Happy Mondays. The lightning seeds. Buffalo Tom. Everybody's getting sunburns on the tops of their heads. Wow. Like <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> What's the point? Just put a hat on. I mean, that's what it they're for. <laughs> ridiculous visors. So these guys are from UK as well. They're British. They are British as well. It's a British tour. British tour. Yeah. British tour. Yeah. All British. It's like the Beatles coming to America. Right. And then like 30 years later, like this wave is coming to America. Yeah. It started with the Beatles, just the one band. Yes. And then now there's a tour where they bring like 17 bands. <laughs> with and uh, they're like, this is what we're putting out now. <laughs> What do you think? Check it out. It's always a funny time when the guitar bands become the pop bands. You know, and you go in waves like that. Yeah. So you'll go from like, you know, your boy bands are now, but there's, there, it'll, it, it'll come around again where there'll be like really good guitar bands that are actually making big, like popular music. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, like Jack White. Jack White. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, he just constantly keeps putting out the rock and roll. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> He's a very talented guy. Yeah. Rock and roll until he dies. Absolutely. Uh, you oh, fade man. out on House of Love. 
Are you doing a fade out? I was doing a little fade out. Oh. 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 There. Oh. Uh, there. Done. Oh, I, yeah. uh, Done. That Done. Was... Sorry. Leave it to the DJ next time. <sighs> oh man. British. 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 You gotta love them. Doing you know. They, doing what they do. They're always coming over here with their pop bands. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are good. Some of them. Not so good. A lot of them are good, though. Yeah. A lot of them are good. They well, get a good track record. I mean, the, the British, they, I mean, they do everything better than us, so. Yeah. Totally. Well, now they don't. Now that we, now we're just, we're both destroying our, our countries the same. Yeah. But we, but the new, we have the, yeah, yeah, yeah we have the, the same, same guys the running. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot to bond over. The, uh, the twin Prime brother minister. that was locked in an attic for uh, the first 10 years of his life and then sent over to... Great Britain. <laughs> it's so crazy. They look so alike. And they're going to be best friends. They probably are already. Uh, my next band is called Tight Bros from way back when. And um, I, I, I want to say they're from Texas. Just for fun. But my fact checker will do the, the, do the fact checking. But uh, this is the first time I ever saw these guys was at the show, and uh, I'm a big ACDC fan, and these guys made me feel like I was watching ACDC for the first time. Not because they particularly sound like ACDC, but it was like... Uh, the energy was incredible. Incredible. Where are these guys from? Where are these guys from? I need a name again. Oh, Tight Bros from way back when? I want to say Texas, somewhere yeah, in it's Texas. Yeah, it's got to be Texas, right? Yeah. There's no way. Or San Diego. I was just going to say, <laughs> too much of this came out of that Orange County, San Diego scene. Yeah. Rose from way back when. I like a good long name too. It's a good, that's a good long name. Atlanta. Atlanta. It makes sense. All right. S- Southern Rock. Yeah. Where did you see these guys? Uh, in Sacramento. Wow. Uh, at Bojangles. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we drove from Chico, me and a couple friends. Uh, for some reason, one of the things I remember about that trip is on the trip, we listened to Chumbawamba's Slap. And I think it was the first time I'd heard that album. It's a great album. Another classic 90s. Yeah. <sighs> the Wumba. They were great. <laughs> there were some pop 90s songs that were just so unbelievably big and horrific at the same time. Oh, yeah. That there was just, it was just, we almost like ruined music for ourselves. <laughs> like by allowing that to do what it did. Yeah. They, they really opened up the market and said, let's just give the people what they want. It's always a mistake. <laughs> Never give the people what they want. Don't give them what they want. You Don't know? do it. Now you're just dissatisfied with all the new stuff, probably. 
there's some good news stuff out there. Oh yeah. We find that out. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good news stuff. If you dig. So you, I mean, it's just not on the radio. That's right. Were you loving oh, on yeah. the uh, the the Sacramento scene, at the the Deftones and all that? Was that was that your? No, that was not mine. Who were the Sacramento bands that you'd go see? I don't. This is it. This is this is the show that gets you there. Yeah, this was this is the only time I ever went to see a show in Sacramento. It was, was for this show. Was for this show. Yeah. Wow. What was the rest of the crowd like? Um, well, so have you ever heard uh, uh, indie rock kids from the 90s, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> like Gazi shirts. It was, yeah, yeah, it was young. Uh, it wasn't like... Like 20s, yeah. mid-20s. Because yeah. um, it's 98, so it was like, yeah, early to mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun. You know, it was a fun crowd. Yeah. A lot of fun. I can see that. Yeah. Very good. It's pure. It's a, it's a pure rock track. It's actually from Columbus, Ohio, by the way. Just refact my show. Oh, Columbus, Ohio. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. On their band camp, that's what it says. I'm not sure I can name another band from Columbus, Ohio. I know I can't. <laughs> I know I can't. For sure. <laughs> I guess they don't really make music now. You know, uh... Uh-uh. They've got so much other things that they do. They're they're a battleground state, you know? (laughs) Moving to Ohio. Back to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So this is... So the band... Back to 1992. Yeah. The band that opened... I graduated high school that year. Nice. Yeah. He wasn't alive. (laughs) Ten years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it must seem weird. No, it's nice. Really? It's a new flavor. I mean, I listened to a lot of rock, but, like, it just wasn't... I don't, my dad wasn't into music. My mom, like, listened to, like, you know, Jesus music. Mm. And I, you know... We gotta do a My Three Songs Jesus music. Oh, God. <laughs> I got some very good Catholic rock bands I could... That's actually not a thing. Christian. No, Good. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is? Do you know do you know how hard it is to be discovering new music? Do you know how easy and most people are like they just take what they're given. Yeah. Take what they're given. It's crazy. But the people that actually are seek the music, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, you work for it. Every band that you know and love, you worked to love them. Absolutely. Because you don't listen to anything once, you're like, ah, they're my jam. You're committed to them. Mm-hmm. Not the kids these days. No. It's just like, oh, I'll just put on this YouTube shuffle, and that's fine. <laughs> the lo-fi YouTube channel? Yeah. It's getting blown up right now. Or, you know, <laughs> Spotify. Music. Spotify, you know. just put on a fucking playlist or something? I mean, I blame iTunes for inventing the shuffle anyway. Or no, can't, no, the, it was the disc. The, the, the uh, compact disc invented the shuffle, that's and right. thus that was it. destroying albums forever. Because nobody listens to albums anymore. Unless you're committed. Yeah. Unless you're committed. You work for that flip. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely not like that. 
All right, so I'm going to give you the, so the third band on this bill who opened the show, who no one had ever heard of. They're the ones that's just trying to paper the streets with tickets, getting anyone in there to see them, because they're the smallest band that no one knew at the time. So they used to be a backup band. Now, my timing could be off because it's a little while ago, but essentially they were, the, they were a backing band for Paul Weller of The Jam. Mm. Very important band. They were his backing band, and they at one point, they basically said, we are going to go out on our own and be, be the, the front and be, a, be an awesome band. Yeah, we're going to be our own band. Be our own thing. Yeah. Uh, and this band became so big in the UK that at some point, Paul Weller would go on and just play with them all the time because they, they became this staple band. Still playing shows today, like stadiums. Um, and they are called Ocean Color Scene. Never heard of them. Of Never heard of them. There you go. Uh, if you live in the UK or you grew up in the UK, there's a good chance that you know one of their songs. Huh. So I'm going to play this one song. I think this is this is after this date, but it gives you a good idea of some of that sort of Paul Weller jam influence on them and what they had created as well. Nice. <laughs> Still playing today. <laughs> what is that? Almost 20 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, almost. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I am just starting to discover new music. I've I've been buying a shit ton of vinyl. Just trying to buy up whatever. Never gonna find it again. Just old stuff I've never heard before in my life. How do you how do you choose? I'll go up to the vinyl, Google it, <laughs> and listen to some of the tracks on it. Oh, wow. And then be like, yeah, I'll Oh, this. my God. I feel like there's a more efficient way to find things you like, no? Oh, Yeah, boy. I'm just trying to get vinyl. You know, I, I, you know, you get to a certain age, and you're like, I can't believe I'm the guy who's saying, in my day, like... <laughs> We just went out, like, to have, like, oh, let me Google it and listen to some, and then, oh, yeah, I guess I'll buy this. No, it was like, well, there it is. I'm either going to buy it or I'm not, and I'm either going to like it or I'm not. You couldn't even listen to it. Yeah. You had no idea what it Listening stations weren't around. There was no listening stations. Oh, those are weird. (laughs) Listening stations. (laughs) But, like, yeah. What if it's all you had? They're phenomenal. Yeah. You had, didn't have a phone or, or ever heard that was the only way you could hear it. Your favorite band put out a record. They're not on radio. There's no way to hear it. But yeah. if you go to a store and it's on a listening station, 
and you can hear it before you buy it, it's unbelievable. I seriously used to go into Tower Records, God rest their soul, and uh, go just go to the listening stations and just listen to everything that was on there and be like, no, no. <laughs> No. Usually it was a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot no. of shit. Well, no. that's the good side of the record business is those were all pay to play. So it wasn't going to be their choice. Yeah. It was going to be whatever they were getting paid to put in the listening station. Yeah. <sighs> the old listening station. <laughs> and now it's just like a fight to get on Spotify and, you know, release your music there and hope to get enough streams to make some steady income. You're never going to make income off of Spotify spins. You're not. Mm-mm. Got to go on tour. Got to go build it's, a fan base. It's the same, same, same. thing. You got you got to go on tour. That's where the money is. It's No one ever made money on album sales. Mm-mm. Yeah, touring's definitely a big part of it's today's the culture. I mean, yeah. that's... Want these artists who still do it. Yeah. They do it because they can, that's how they know they can bring some money. Mm. You, you know, gotta pay for all the cocaine somehow. It's not gonna be record sales. <laughs> <laughs> gotta tour. Gotta make a sweet shirt. Gotta yeah. tour. Sell some merch. Merch is definitely still merch. big. Yeah. So I think I, I, I'm very disappointed in merch. I, I really feel that merch should be much better. And we should have much more evolved merch items than we do. Honestly, having like privatized like little packages for each individual person that has like a signatures and stuff now, that was definitely a really big thing. For what? Where? Well, that's like what you sell as your like merch option on your online website. I do? No, not you, but a lot of the industry. That's what you, you make this whole little package for people. It's just like signed stuff and like little items that are made. Yeah, it's electronic music nowadays. That's how you like gain attention. Oh, because nobody really wants to listen to the music. (laughs) (laughs) What a great business. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do people listen to that music at home? I mean, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. A big part of oh really this age definitely huh. like <laughs> at even, home like in the like you're taking a shower and you're you're listening to EDM wow <laughs> <laughs> seriously I'm nodding so hard right now yeah, is, you like, is there a yeah. favorite a is there a favorite EDM guy that you have um I have a lot of, like I, like I am deep in the EDM a no. favorite EDM person that favorite. there's a chance that we could have heard of. Uh, Mad Zach. <gasps> no. I love Mad Zach. I don't know who Mad Zach is. Yeah, Mad Zach is really dope. Uh, What's dope about him? His versatility. He's like a lot of analog uh-huh. synths and like it's super dope just to listen to how he's like changing the whole sound throughout a track of his and has really cool drums and I don't know, I'm really into analog, like, stuff. Like, I've been buying a lot of, like, analog gear, trying to stock up on that, because it's just, like, pure electricity making sounds, and I don't know. You're pure electricity making sounds. Truth. Mad Zach. Mad Zach. How do you feel about the song Noth? Oh, yeah, he makes, like, lo-fi stuff, too. That's a really cool song. Can Can we play it? 
Uh, we, 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 uh, Nico's going to play a song at the end. We can make it Nico's song. I, I, I really want to hear. If the, I want to hear how he takes a song and makes an analog. <laughs> oh, well, the whole, like, every sound is analog. He just records the analog synthesizer into different tracks and stuff. Don't look at me. I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... We'll listen to Mad Sack later then. We, sorry. we can make it your song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because, Why not? <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. My last song is from Unwound, who uh, at the time was probably my favorite band. And this was their last tour, I believe. Yeah. No, they might have toured again. I don't know. Anyway, 98. And uh, this was off of the album Leaves Turn Inside You. I hope you like feedback. Dope. This is what I expect Mad Zach to sound like. Yeah? I think Mad Zach's going to be a little more dancey than this i don't see i don't see the kids bopping their heads to this yeah well in the future yes (laughs) they'll all just be staring at screens this will be playing and they'll be bopping their heads i don't know how you would bop your head to this just find a beat yeah it will matter was this like their single this is the first track on their on the on the album. This is how they started the album. This is the intro. How many records do they have? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Are they all of, pretty long? No, no. I mean, they started out as kind of uh, uh, like. Punkish indie rock. Uh, they're from um, uh, what's uh, Washington? What's the town up there uh, with the college in it? The Green Green Bellingham? No. no. Anyway, they're from Washington. Spokane. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> smaller, smaller town. But let's not just sit here and guess. <laughs> Let's have Nico look it up. That's what he does. Let's try. But not, not real uh, accurately. Unwound is the name of the band. Olympia. Olympia. Ah. Yes. This album was actually kind of a surprise because they were more, they were way more rock and like on the on the more punk side, uh, and then they put this album out and it was very different. And a lot of people poo pooed it. It's like no, not me. <laughs> you went all in. Oh yeah, I mean I love an album that starts out with two minutes of feedback. Like that's like. Why wouldn't you? That's a great way to start a, a song. 
an album. Like, that was dope. I appreciated that. Straight wall of sound. Yeah. This is a nice frequency for you to listen to. I feel like if you had to define the 90s in like like a really strong genre that hasn't been able to be done before, it's this it's this kind of experimental mm-hmm. all these things coming together for the you know first yeah. time. Actually that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. The EDM structure of songs still work exactly like they copied like the rock formula in a lot of ways. How's that funny? <laughs> Everything has a history. Everything has a Why past that, funny? that you build off of. I don't get it. How's it funny? How's it funny? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's not funny. Guess it's not. <laughs> I guess it's not funny. It's interesting. <laughs> this is completely different than their previous albums. This was the cool thing to do, though. Oh, yeah. This is like Especially, everyone yeah. took the Sonic Youth route and just yeah, started around experimenting. That, in, in this, in the, around the late 90s, yeah. Great. I mean, you guys, the Deftones put out in, like a, a lo-fi record during that time. Everyone had the opportunity to just go do something the record label hated. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Doesn't well, get these, played on the radio. These guys were on Kill Rockstars, so... <laughs> yeah. I do remember being disappointed in this show, though. Like that, I actually liked Ty Bro's performance way more than well, the band. That it's I'd awfully come to hard to follow up after that. <laughs> yeah, that kind of energy. That's yep. a great track. Yeah, I, I, I got some listening to do. Oh yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, yeah, uh, and all their albums before that are great. Really good. Fantastic. Well, <laughs> all right, Nico. Uh, oh, is it my turn? I believe so. Oh shit! Yeah. Did you want to listen to the Mad Zach? We gotta More listen. I think we have to. I, I, I think we have futuristic. to listen to Mad Zach. I mean, no, no, can, I, no, you... can I pick a track off Mad Zach then? No. <laughs> or do you want to listen to the, the, no, the first? I, I, like, I want to know. You everyone... described something that I've never heard described before. I want to hear that track. So go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's some good Mad Zach tracks out there. I'm sure. Sure, there are. SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud's mine. You want to pull up a Spotify track for you? Uh, it's okay. Okay. Here's here's a chord for you, bud. Thanks. Mad Zach. Why is he so angry? I don't know why he went with Mad Zach. Maybe he's angry at the world. Uh, He's from Germany. Oh, Oh, they. 
Mm-hmm. They're doing pretty good. Germany's doing pretty good. <laughs> Germany knows how to rock. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. They know how to Come make on. music. Come on. Yeah. All right. Oh wow, that's probably. Oh yeah. All right. Here we go, little Mad Zach. What's this track called? Trunk junk. What's that? Trunk junk. Trunk junk. By Mad Zach. So, so tell, so help me, so help me, help me get, bring me in. What am I listening? What's, what am I? Yeah, what, where are these what, sounds coming what's from? What's going on here? Um, from the synthesizers he uses, I haven't been able to see what he uses because he keeps it pretty secretive as far as like what he uses. Like a Casio? It's, it's like a lot of analog gear. So like you make these things called Euro racks where you get, you buy all these parts off like online you would for like a mixer but it's different knobs and different analog gear that you connect all together start feedbacking into each other and then you can create crazy sounds and loop them and then like affect them and like you have all these different options to kind of just build wild sounds with and that you just end up experimenting with and making something how important do you think it is for someone to understand the music to appreciate the music? Very important. I don't know. For me, it is very important. Because I'm like, I mean... Well, you can have appreciation for it. Like, because you have an idea of what's going on here. Like, why this is... I'm, I'm familiar with the Dawes Ableton that he uses. and Totally. I make we all are. We all are. sounds. Yeah. But um, I feel like it kind of has been like a level up. But as far as like parties and DJs now, it's kind of just like go there to. There's two kinds. There's the underground, which is you know just go there to drink beer and listen to the DJ and chill with the homies. And the other part is like go to these big freaking huge stages that are like just blown out with people and. Lots of lights and lasers. How many lights? Lots of lights. Oh, oh lights. man, they I love, love lights. lights. Lights are great. Lots of lights. They have like total, like we're going 3D now, where you kind of have like a whole laser room that's like doing 3D stuff in it. And so you're kind of in a hologram. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. Yeah. Because you build like this whole, It's the music is becoming more visual. So you want to like attach lots of visuals yeah. to it, make weird animations. Because the music's animations. not good enough, so they're like, "Well, we better add some visual." I mean, it could be that, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's also just nobody's just gonna want to listen to this all night. Let's uh, let's throw some visuals up there. They're all on drugs anyway, so fire. Yeah, add fire. Getting yeah, definitely fire. a big part of the music scene. On what I've, you know, there's lots. Ketamine. Yeah, K is the new fashion for yep. sure. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I don't touch that horse tranquilizer, but... <laughs> what percent of people who enjoy this music would you say have been to a, a experience that have seen this live? 
you have to see it live to 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 fully appreciate what it is yes for me personally other people i would say i don't know i mean i'm in a weird scene right now but i i love to see him live because he plays this live um well, that's on relative a pad. on a beat pad yeah like a drum pad and a launch pad just drums out the stuff and has all the sounds like sampled so you can do it with effects and everything and shows you how he did it yeah good stuff very 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 interesting i could mad i could zach. spend some time mad zach mad zach the german yeah great yeah i've seen him like three or four times oh man so you're like a mad zach yeah i bought mad some zach vinyl that's fan shirts, shirts? beanie uh, what are you, what are they called mad zach uh Ooh. it's got to be a good name what for mad zach fans mad zachers zach <laughs> zach Cri- i don't know zacharys no zacharys no. <laughs> mm. well oh there it is hot diggity dog we made it through another show <laughs> we did it yeah what fantastic yeah that was wild alan miller Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming by. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you out uh, out at the park. I'll be there all season. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Go Pickles. Go Pickles. Go Pickles. Another episode of My Three Songs. Big thanks to Alan Miller for stopping by. To learn more about <laughs> Alan and his organizations, please go to wearecollide.com or portlandpicklesbaseball.com. Some thanks to Nico uh, as well. To find more information on Nico, check the next issue of Busted. The weed we smoked was Perps from Old Apple Farms, and the music bed music was Volton and the Hawkmen and Death to Ming. This show is produced by DJ FG QBNYJ's Productions and can be found on the website djfgqbnyjs.com. Find us on Facebook and give us a like. Soon we will be on all of the social medias. This is DJ Flash Gordon, quarterback, New York Jets, and we will hear you next time.